Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up? This is Shan and this is Cozy Womb Podcast. This is Ari. Say hi. Hi. Say hi, Anya. Hi! What up? What's up? This is Shan, and this is Cozy Womb Podcast, episode 70. We're getting up there. Today, I wanted to chat about um, important decisions we make for the betterment of our children kids or our kid um because the reality is sometimes the decisions that we have to make that will have an effect on them in the long run we have to make it alone sometimes or we may ask um we may ask for some type of guidance from someone that's older than us Maybe our parents, maybe our aunts, maybe our uncles. Sometimes um, with things with the girls, I may ask my brothers because they're parents. Um, Sometimes I may ask my friends that are parents, um, you know, what do you think? Uh, What do you suggest? Here's the issue. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Because, you know, our kids are too young. Like, I can't go to my four-year-old and be like, hey, do you think I should let you have this? They're going to tell me they want what they want because they want it, period. They don't know the long-term pros and cons of the decision I'm about to make that will affect them later. So there are some decisions that 
you know, you can, you know, try to educate your child on on making a better decision for themselves. And there are some decisions um, that they may make that may have consequences later. There are some decisions that you may make that will, you know, stop something from happening later for them or allow something good to happen for them later. Trying to like steer your child in the right direction. Like for me personally, I'm not going to have any type of religious view that I have for myself that I believe in and be like to my child, you believe in this too. This is the way. This is the only way. There's no other way. Don't you grow up believing in anything else. Like this is the only way. This is what you're going to pray to because I pray to it. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I will, you know, be a example of you know, my spiritual belief, whatever that is, I will, um, treat people with the utmost respect, um, and show them an example of someone respecting me. Um, I can teach them standards and values and morals, but at the same time, I can't tell them what to believe as a child into adulthood like that's going to change you're going to get their own idea of uh what they should do but I don't feel like anybody should drill that in on a child some people do some people think you know your child is such and such age time to get your child baptized if that's what you believe in and if that's something you feel like is important for your child to get done then you go ahead and do that with your child if you feel like you know, you had your child and you have to pick a godparent, um, a godmother or a godfather, then you do that. I have godparents, but my children don't have godparents. You know, like, I don't know. It's just, I don't feel like that, you know, type of thing, titles and, and uh, things like that, that's not important to me. My children being good people and treating other people with respect is important to me. My children being like a good representation of what I teach in the home is important to me. Uh, my kids excelling beyond what I could think is important to me. Um, that title stuff is not important to me, you know, um, you know, sometimes people may say, like right now, uh, Anya's having some behavior issues in school. Like I just had a um, parent-teacher conference today, and they said everything um, as far as mathematics, uh, science, um, writing, reading, everything, art, surpassing it, surpassing it. When it comes to her behavior and social skills, she's having an issue. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that when I had her, only my mom watched Anya up until she was three and a half years old, right? Um, And then Anya started having other people watch her. And Anya was never around kids her age. 
consistently. Um, so she was getting all that attention all day long by herself doing what she wants to do. And then she started going to a sitter, you know, around age four throughout the year. And they would say, you know, she had a problem listening. Um, she's like falling out. She's being loud. And I have to tell her things more than once. And I think that's a lot to do with her neediness for attention that she's not used to not getting the fact that there's other kids around and the fact that she has to wait her turn just like common child things like that but because she was never disciplined to do so she feels like it's okay for her to act a certain way so she can do those things so I already knew her being type of like kind of social with other kids was going to be an issue going from no kids to 22 kids in the classroom of course I, I expected that to be an issue um, I'm not condoning it you know my mom didn't discipline any of her kids in the house it was you know everybody for themselves and that's how I grew up me being the only girl and the youngest and my brothers that's in the house if they wanted something they fought for it if they felt disrespected they fought for it if um you know, food was on the table, everybody ran for the shit and ate. And if you ain't getting nothing, you ain't getting nothing. Like, that was my household. Uh, for me now, I discipline my kids. Like, I have no problem speaking to you. I have no problem taking something away. I have no problem getting my belt. I have no problem pulling you aside. I have no problem taking something away, throwing something in the trash, sending you to your room. I have no problem with that, but what really irritated me today is the fact that it's been a repeated thing with her being at school, acting out, you know, putting her uh, finger in her nose, trying to wipe it on other kids, um, all for attention. And when the teacher, she said, got to a point this morning, as a matter of fact, to where she wouldn't listen she took her to the director's office and she sat in there and she said the lady was telling her um why she can't do that and she shouldn't do it and how that's nasty and she said Anya was just laughing her face and I said to her why didn't y'all call me it didn't uh come to anybody's attention or a clue in their mind that you should give me a ring ever like, they have never called me for Anya's behavior, but today she was giving me, like, repeated stories of how Anya would, like, throw herself out or she'll start kicking. And then I had to take into consideration and explain to her teacher, you know, the situation that had happened with me um, this past July with my one-year-old's father where, you know, it was an incident. I have a restraining order, you know, she kind of knows what happened with that. You know, he was the only father figure around her at that time since she was three months. And then it just went from her consistently seeing him four times during a week, spending time to nothing. And she knows that, you know, her sister can go back and forth from my house to his house and she sees him and she can't. And, you know, she had a whole episode, um... Saturday night um, and just was bawling, crying and talking about, you know, how she wants her dad and she she wants to go to her dad's house 
reality is she has never been to her dad's house. She has never spent, you know, time with him away from me where I don't see her, you know, throughout the day. That has never happened in my... She's five. So her and her biological dad, they have no relationship because he refuses to be 100% in included in her life and I can't I can't allow a man that's your actual father to feel like it's okay for him to do something halfway as far as your needs so you know if you can't be a hundred percent here and you can't be committed to doing what you need to do as her father you know bring yourself about when you're ready and that's how I look at him as far as relationship as far as you know my one-year-old's dad and her, because there's, you know, a restraining order in place, it's kind of like, it's it's restricted. And so I was like, you know what? I, I'm comfortable getting her a therapist. So I found her a therapist. She'll go see the therapist um, next, uh, next month. And they asked me on the phone, it was like, do you think um, you would more so want a woman therapist or a man therapist and I told her a man because I feel like whatever Anya is not understanding and whatever she's not receiving from me as a woman as a mom as someone who knows her if she needs to talk about her problems and if she needs to explain you know why she she may do some of the things that she does for attention or whatever the reason is behind it, I feel like she'll be more comfortable talking to a male. Um, and I have no problem with that. Like, I would go with her. Um, so, yes. And that's a decision that, as a parent, that I personally have to make for Anya. Anya cannot make a decision. You know what? I must be acting out or I must not be listening, and this is repetitive behavior. And if, you know, when I get to grade school and I'm still acting like this and it gets worse, no matter how great I am academically, I cannot be in the appropriate classroom that I need to be in. I'm going to be in a special classroom because I can't get um, control of my behavior. She can't make that decision. I have to make that decision for her. So whether it's pre-K, whether it's daycare, whether it's first grade, fifth grade, uh, junior high or high school, if you see your child repeatedly acting a certain way and there has to be a reason behind it, do what you need to do as a parent to figure out why that is. And try your best to see what works. You know, whether it could be she's bored in class because she knows you know, how to do things on a higher level than the other kids. I asked her teacher, I said, is it okay that I bring her some workbooks where she could do work on her level if she doesn't want to nap at nap time? She said, that's fine. So that's what I'm going to do. I have to do whatever it is to make sure Anya's her best as a child. Now, once Anya turns 18, she's not fully going to be an adult, but legally they'll consider her adult. She's still going to make stupid decisions and I have to be that guide still to guide her into making the right decision. 
But solely, if she wants to go against the grain at 18, she can very well do so. But we as parents and as, you know, protectors and the people who supplied our roof, the people who supplied the food, the people who supplied the clothes, the light, the electric, all of that stuff that they don't go out and work for and can provide for themselves, we have to make some decisions in the long run and short term that will help in the long run for our kids that they can't make for themselves because I want her to be a better individual. And if there's teachers looking at her and seeing a behavior that shouldn't be, I gotta check it. If there's a babysitter looking at her and seeing a behavior that shouldn't be, I have to check it. And I know the difference between somebody having a horrible child that nobody wants to keep and somebody just having a child that has some social issues and won't listen all the time and you have to kind of tweak how you deal with her. I don't care about either or. Either or is going to get corrected. However it needs to get corrected. So after the whole conference today, her teacher was like, are you taking her home now or are you going to come back for her? I said, no, I'm going to come back for her. Main reason is I don't want her to know that I had this conversation. I want her to think that it's a regular day. And I want her to get in that car. And I'm going to have a conversation with her in the car with no music, with nothing else playing about her behavior. And we're going to get in the house. And it's going to be a quiet night. And we're going to discuss her behavior. And we're going to discuss why she's not going to have certain things because of her behavior. And we're going to try some new things to correct her behavior. Because one thing I'm not about to do as a parent is ignore something that needs to be corrected and that can be corrected and I have time she has time to correct them and as a parent uh that's what you need to do and that's what I'm gonna do so decision making yes sometimes as parents we have to make those decisions and it's okay they may not like it now but it's gonna help them later okay just a quickie my name is Shan I'm just a parent And if you are not a parent yet, it's work. But I feel like if you do it the right way and you do it with values and morals and standards, you're going to make some great human beings. I'm out. Bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. (laughs) Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.